your holy name. No one is like you. No one can be compared to you. Daddy, open our eyes again to the revelation of your word. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, of Nazareth, grant us supernatural grace and power to have full understanding of your word. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we receive grace from above to be faithful to your word until the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. For those that are joining us for the first time, so that you be beneficiary of the prayer we are going to be praying. I would like you to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can join us as we proceed in the prayers. We are looking at what is called power for more high. Power for more high. See, Lord Jesus, I open my heart unto you this morning. I know that I am a sinner. I have no power of my own. Please, Lord, I come to you the way I am. I open my heart unto you. Forgive all my sin. Write my name in the book of life. Grant me grace and mercy to serve you faithfully unto the end. In the name of our Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sin. And you rose for my justification. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my God and be my Savior. Write my name in the book of life. And grant me grace and mercy to serve you faithfully unto the end. In Jesus' mighty name. We are praying. Amen. Father, I pray for as many that I confess you today as Lord and Savior. Daddy, please forgive all their sins in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Write their name in the book of life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Grant them grace and mercy to serve you faithfully unto the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Beloved, you are welcome to the Christian fold. You are welcome to the Christian faith. Please prayerfully join any local church around you where you will hear word of holiness and righteousness word of faithfulness that would lead you to heaven I pray for you, you not go to wrong local church, the Lord will lead you to the right church, where you will have sound biblical revelation knowledge of the word of God and obey this word so that at the end of your Christian race you will make heaven in Jesus mighty name, we are prayed Amen. Today we are looking at a very vital subject called power from on high power from on high. So before anything further, I would like us to take our text from Luke 24, verse 49. Luke 24, verse 49. If you have your Bible, just take it there. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from all high. Power from all high. Say after me. Power from all high. Say it again. Power from all high. Say for the third time. Power from on high. That is the promise. He said, Now behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from all high. So let's quickly look at the fulfillment of that scripture in the book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. The fulfillment of that promise. Because the Bible says they should tarry, and let us see how they really tarry. Let's start reading first from, let's go to chapter 1 first. Chapter 1 first, from verse 13 to 
14, let's read that. Let's read that. Act 1, 13 to 14. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room, where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James. These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication. Don't forget. These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Verse 15, letter 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, The number of names together were about a hundred and twenty. So, after Jesus had given them the promise that is going to give them power from on high, the Bible says, They went ahead in the upper chamber or the upper room or the prayer room they started praying asking God for the release of that power and all of them were about 120 disciples that were together praying seeking the face of God to release power on high unto them because that was the promise of the father now let's look at the fulfillment of that promise in Acts chapter 2 and when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit Give them utterance. So now, what is power? Power is derived from a Greek word called dunamis. Power is from the Greek word called dunamis. And power can be defined as the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others. Or the cause of event. Power can be defined as the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others. Or the cause of event. That is, the ability to control people or things or circumstances or situations. It's the ability to carry out your own will despite resistance. Don't ever forget that. It's the ability to carry out your own will despite resistance. Number three, power can also be divine as the ability, energy, strength, and the authority of God. Both real and potentials. True enemies. True enemies he chooses in order to glorify himself. That is, to establish his perfect will, demolishing the counsel of the evil ones. Establishing his perfect will, demolishing the counsel of the evil ones. You know, we have given three definitions now. We say, number one, I come again so that you understand very well. We say, power can be divine as the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others. 
or the cause of event that is the ability to control people's or things or situation or circumstances is known as power. And two, is the ability to carry out your own will, despite resistance. I love that. The ability to carry out your own will, despite resistance. Number three, biblically speaking, power can be defined as the ability, energy, strength, and the authority of God, both real and potential. Through enemies, he chooses it in order to glorify himself. And you are going to be seeing that as we move ahead in this teaching. That is, to establish his perfect will, demolishing the counsel of the evil one. So all we are saying is that power is simply the ability or the energy or the strength or the authority to carry out your own desire or the desire of God in spite of terrible resistance. Don't ever forget that. In spite of terrible resistance or your ability to control situations, circumstances, situations, and things to submit to your own whims and caprices. So Jesus, before he left, he asked the disciple that they should tarry and seek for power, that they should make sure that they receive power in order to be glorifying and exalted witness of the gospel. We are not saying that you cannot preach the gospel as a child of God. As long as you are born again, there's a measure of power of God that has been transferred into your life. John 1, 12. See, as many that have received him today are given the power to become the sons of the living God, even to those that believe not his name. But you must know that power has level. Power has level. Power is bigger than power. So the one we are looking for today now is, is, is extraordinary power from on high. Power that will embarrass, that will disgrace your opposition. Power that no power can resist on earth. So we call it power from on high. Now before we go further, because we're going to be praying, I want to show you something quickly in the book of Matthew. Today is just an introduction. This is an introductory step to this end message because it's going to take us up to part four. If we come out in different topic. Let's go to the book of Matthew. I'd like to show you something there. Matthew 7, 7 to 11. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks and receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If he then be even, know how to give good gift unto your children. How much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good gift to them that ask of him? When you look at the book of Luke 11, 9 to 13, it says the same thing. But towards verse 13, he said that, How much more will your father, every father, give to them those that ask of the gift of the Holy Spirit? So it is the will of our father that will receive the power of the Holy Spirit without measure. 
That's what we are going to ask him for today. Because our Heavenly Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, carry the power of God without measure. So I want you to know today that if you are a child of God, you have a measure of power in you. You can have well level of power. You can have river levels of power. You can have ocean level of power. And you can have rain level of power. You know what that meant. So today now, we are asking not just for well or river or ocean. We are asking for rain. Rain that can never, never dry. Rain from above. Rain of power. From what I call it, power from all high. So you must know where we are going to. And to get that kind of anointing, it's not a prayer. You pray psychedelically or ganifanti. It's a prayer with all seriousness. It's not a prayer of maybe two or three days or seven days. It's a prayer you lock up yourself for days, for weeks, if possible, for months, until you receive. Because the apostles, they pray. We don't know the number of days they pray. We don't know the number of months they pray. But they were there until the power came down. And it does not only feed the Bible, it filled the whole auditorium. So it's like they were totally immersed, submerged inside the fullness of the overflowing power of the Almighty God. And that will be your portion. That will be my portion in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So quickly today, we'll look at the purpose of this power that I want to ask God for. Because we are living in a wicked world. If you don't have enough power in you, no matter how big the amount of weight you have gathered together, if someone is stronger than you, come against you, he can kill you and take over your weight. And that's all. It's happening in our world today. It's happening virtually everywhere, most especially in the political sector. You see people killing themselves for governorship position, for presidential position, for senatorial position, even for local government position. Because they know that it's a gold man. Somebody wants to go there. And, and, and in the final analysis, it's always the highest bidder, the strongest that we always emerge as winner at the end of the day. And the same happened in the spiritual world. If you are a servant of God, you are a child of God, if you don't have enough power in you, when the wicked rise up against you, the, the reverse might be the case. So that is why you must ask God for it. If you don't ask, God will not give it out. It's what you ask, God will give you. So today we are asking for power from on high. Not only to live victoriously, but to overcome all your opposition anywhere they will ever rise up against you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Our Lord Jesus Christ was given power from on high with that measure, with that measure, limitless streams of power. And say, the work I do, you will do. Even greater works shall you do. Isaiah 61. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Prophet Isaiah 61. Start reading from verse 1. Isaiah 61, start reading from verse 1. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Now we are looking for the purpose of this power we are going to receive. Because you must know the purpose. When the purpose of anything is not known, abuse is inevitable. So the first thing we are doing today, we are looking at the purpose of power. Why are we asking for this power? Why do you want to receive, why do you want to receive power from God? You must know it. Because the purpose will determine how far God will release it upon your life. Is it to kill people? Is it for selfish reason? Is it to show our, our ego or to boost our pride? 
or to do the work of God. Let's go to the word of God. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. That he might be glorified. So from Isaiah 61, 1 to 3, the purposes of power are exemplified. We go through them one after the other so that you understand the purpose behind the power you want to receive. Jesus talked about the power of God upon his life and explained the reason for this power, which we must know and understand. That's why when he came, he quoted Isaiah 61 in the book of Matthew, even Luke, to tell the people why I am here. The power that I've received is what I want to use it for. He said, number one, in that Isaiah verse one, number one, he said, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. So number one reason why we are seeking for power from on high is to win soul for Christ. It's to win soul. Number one is to win soul. To preach good tidings. So if you are not ready to win soul, this power is needless to ask for it. You don't need to ask. You don't even need to join the prayer. Because the most important thing to Jesus is for us to win soul for him. He came for soul. He died for soul. He resurrected for the sake of soul. He left for the sake of soul. And he's coming back for soul again. So number one is to win soul. It's to win soul. The Bible says, This sign shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall lay hand upon the sick and they shall recover. They shall take up, they shall eat their eating, it shall not haunt them. He gave them the reason. Let me go to, please, to the book of Mark 16. You know, Mark 16. From verse 17. And this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devil. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpent, and if they drink any daily thing, it shall not haunt them. They shall lay on the sick, and they shall recover. Now look at what happened, verse 19. So then, after the Lord had spoken unto them, they were received up into heaven, and sat on the right hand of God. What did they do with the power? And they went forth, and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them, are confirming the world with signs following. So the moment they received their power here, gave them the order and the authority, and that was what happened. 
The same thing happened on the day of Pentecost. The moment Peter received that power from on high, filled them, the first thing they did with that power is to preach the word of God. Study your Bible very well. Acts chapter 2, where we have read as our text, 1 to 4. Went ahead immediately. He preached the gospel. 3,000 souls were added to the church immediately. So number one reason to demand for power from more high is to do the work of evangelism. Number two, he has sent me to bind up, okay, to, he has sent me to bind up the broken hearted. In other words, to heal the sick. Don't ever forget that. To heal the sick, to perform miracle signs and wonders. Number two reason is to perform miracle signs and wonders. There you heal the sick, you raise the dead, you bind up the broken hearted, and you restore those whose head have decayed. You have sent me to bind up the broken hearted. Number three, to proclaim liberty to the captives, which is the same thing as opening of the prison to them that are bound. So here, number three reason is to set the captive free. There's another reason to set the captive free from their bondage. To set the captive free from their bondage. Those that are in one bondage or the other we are to use the power of God to set them free from any form of bondage they are. Ministerial bondage, marital bondage, financial bondage, academic bondage, brain bondage, head bondage, psychological bondage, spiritual bondage, physical bondage. We are to use the power of God to set them free from that bondage, to set the captive free completely, which is also mean the opening of prison to them that are Ban. Then, of course, number four, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. We are to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is very, very vital. We must proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord to the people. In our administration, you must tell them that the year we are, the period we are, the season we are, is, of course, the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, it's a period where grace and mercy is still available to us. It's a period you have to give your life to Jesus and to accept him as your Lord and Savior. This is even the period wherein if you commit sin against God and you repent of your sin, God will still forgive you your sin. It's a time you can still do your restitution of all things because a time will come that there will be no room for repentance again. A time will come there will be no room for repentance again. So this is the acceptable years of the law. The period whereby you sin against God, God will forgive you. The time you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the period your sin will be forgiven and your name will be written in the book of life because after death, there's no room for grace and mercy again. Number five, he said to appoint unto them that more in Zion, to give unto them beautiful arches, the oil of joy for money, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness. Okay, let's stop in number three, that, 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 number, that verse three. 
he contained, he says so many things there, but all of them, they miss one. He said to appoint unto them that more. That is, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for spirit of heaviness. Those three things now he's talking about. In other words, to turn people's people sorrow into joy. But to you, the power of God, I told you the power of God, you know, to turn people sorrow into joy. But to you the power of God to give people beauty for ashes. But to you the power of God to give people oil of joy for money. But to you the power of God to give people garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. For the spirit of heaviness. That is, with the power of God upon our life, we are to turn their sorrow into joy. We are to turn their darkness into light. We are to turn their hopelessness to hope. We are to turn their failure to victory. We are to turn their misery into ministry in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And they went further that they might be called trees of righteousness that number six. In other words, to you the power of God to turn sinners to righteous saints. Don't ever forget that. We are to use the word of God to turn sinners to righteous virtue, those that have been forgotten, those that have been abandoned, those that are those that are lost in their sin, those that are on their way to hell. We are to use the power of God to pull them out. We are to turn sinner to righteous virtue. Number seven, the planting of the law that he might be glorified. In other words, we are to use the power of God to glorify the name of the Lord in the life of people. In the life of people is very, very vital. It's very, very vital. So we go for that. That is to honor and glorify God. That is number eight. We are to use the power of God to honor also and glorify the name of the Lord. Don't ever forget, we are to use the power of God to honor and glorify the name of the Lord. Number nine, we are to use the power of God to do justice and equity. To do justice and equity. We'll be seeing that scripture as we go ahead, but let me read it to you quickly. To do justice and equity. Number 10, we are to use the power of God to protect the interests of the church. It's very, very vital. It's not to destroy the church. It's to protect the interests of the church. You must know that. The power is not to scatter church. It's not to pollute the church. It's to make the church live a holy life for God. So you must know why you are asking for this power. To protect the interests of the church anywhere you are on earth. To raise holy vessels. To destroy the power of immorality, pride, sin out of the church. And to establish the kingdom of our God. And of course, number 11 is to destroy the enemies of the church that will refuse to repent. That is it. We will see more of that as we go ahead. Apostle Paul repented, he was saved. Pharaoh refused to repent, he was destroyed by the power of God upon the life of Moses. And of course, the power of God is also to make heaven. Number 12, you must use that power to make heaven. You must use it to pray that God will deliver you from every bondage that wants to take away heaven from you. It is very, very important. Very, very vital. So these are some of the reasons why we must demand for the power of God. Twelve solid reasons here. The purpose of the power from all high that we are asking God for. This is just an introduction to this 
teaching. So now, we will just take one or two prayer points. Pray like this, say, Father, I thank you for the mystery of the revelation of your word. Power from more high. I thank you today for open my eye to the fact that I need your power. I need your power because it's the purpose why we need the power of God. And of course, one more reason why you need the power also is to protect yourself from the attack of the evil one. You need to protect yourself from the attack of the evil one to be able to overcome all your oppositions. You need the power. Let me, let me ask you to read because it's the number 13. But I want to stop there for now. Is to protect yourself, your family, your ministry, and to overcome all the evil one that want to rise up against you. If you don't have power in this wicked world, it is a pity. It is a pity. I'm telling you, you will be highly limited in many things. So you are going to pray like this. Say, thou power of God from all high to defeat all oppositions envelop me now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The power of God from Mohai to defeat all opposition envelop me now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The power of God from Mohai to defeat all my adversary envelop me right now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The power of God from Mohai envelop me now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The power of God from Mohai to defeat all my adversary envelop me now in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You have to protect yourself first before you go into battle. Number two. See, thou power of God from all heart to do the will of God envelop my life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Power of God from all heart to do the will of God envelop my life, envelop my life, envelop my life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Power of God from all high to do the will of God envelop my life, envelop my life, envelop my family, envelop my ministry in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Power from all high to do the will of God, to do the will of God envelop my life. Envelope my life, envelope my family, envelope my ministry. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we have prayed. Number three, pray like this. Power of God from more high to remain on top. Come mightily upon my life. Come mightily upon my life. Power of God from more high to remain on top. Come mightily upon my life. Come mightily upon my life. Come mightily upon my life. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Power of God from more high. To ever remain on top. To always remain on top in everything that is good. Take over my life. Take over my family. Take over my ministry. Power of God from Mohai to always remain on top. To always remain on top. Come mightily upon my life. Take over my life, my family, and my ministry. Now and forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. We will continue the prayer in part two. In part two, power from Mohai part two. This one is just an introduction to so that you know exactly what we are going to do. In that part two, we'll, we'll be using a lot of scripture to be praying. It's going to be pure prayers. Pure prayers. Scriptures are prayer. But today, we just want all of us to know the purpose why we need this power. You will not abuse the power of God. I will not abuse the power of God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But the power to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the leper, be your portion, be my portion forevermore. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Share the word of God with as many people as possible. And don't ever forget, rapture is at the corner. Live a holy life. Live a faithful life. So that you'll be able to make heaven at the end of the Don't dream what to come and see. Be yourself. Make sure you live your life to please God. And as you do so, the Lord will honor you in all areas of your life. 
in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are praying. Amen. Watch out for the past two.